You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Hi guys, welcome along to this podcast. My name's Mark Lloyd and on the show this week on Lunch with Lloyd, we had an amazing guest by the name of Ahmed Hafar who can change his voice. He's a voiceover artist in the city and he really is so, so talented. And when you hear some of the voices, you will recognise where you have heard them from. Enjoy that interview. It was amazing. We went on another wonder with Nada who took us up to Abu Dhabi this week and also Karen from Kidzap had us covered for all the toddlers, things to do with toddlers at the weekend. And there's another theatre festival to hit the city. It's called Theme 8 Theatre. And we spoke to the people behind it about what we can expect. Enjoy the podcast and don't forget to join me live on the show. That's Lunch with Lloyd, weekdays from 11 o'clock on Dubai Eye 103.8. This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. You certainly are. And thanks for all your messages that are coming in today. Now, I'm very, very excited about it chatting with our next guest uh, on the show as I'm a big fan uh, of course being in the business of using your voice um, I think this young man has got heaps and heaps of talents and uh, it's a real pleasure for me to welcome to the show Ahmed Hafar. Ahmed how are you doing today? Hello, sir. It's fine. How are you? Very, very good. And I can hear the quality in those chops already. Boy, have you got a voice. Tell me, when did you first realize that you had got a voice that you could, you know, use and make a living from and, uh, you know, was something a little bit special? Well, when I first uh, partnered up and became one of the owners, well, the co-owner of Mindloop Studios back when I was 23 years old, the company wasn't doing very well and I had to sort of find a way to cut down costs. So I started telling my clients, why not me do it? And then I started telling myself and let's just say it went completely out of control and I ended up developing different patterns and different sounds for multiple brands in every single way you can imagine. Oh, wow. So that's much part of the journey and because i do a lot of jingles as well i sort of end the name of the brand with my voice such as hms your smile begins here or saudi german hospital we care so when you mix the music with the voice and the right image in the right uh, direction you sort of end up creating a high quality sonic branding or audio jingle which is the audio of a brand so yes sir that's pretty much wow. it with I- idea uh, 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 to be. Yeah, uh, it's an amazing story. I, I mean, I mean, did you kind of um, get influenced by voiceover artists from around the world? Were there any that you looked up to? Of course, a, a very famous one is Don LaFontaine, who used to do all the big movie, uh, Hollywood movie uh, trailers. I mean, was there anyone that you really kind of looked up to? Yes, absolutely. There, there's quite a lot of people with the whole inner world. There's quite a lot of people who, who've done something like that. And that tone I've, I've always enjoyed and I've always uh, played with. I've never really imitated anyone in my life. I'm self-taught in music and my voice. I'm a school dropout, which we'll talk about in a minute. But mainly uh, the people that inspired me are regional. There's, for example, Basil Sabri. He's, uh, he's the person who hosts, uh, I believe, Al-Hurra. And his voice is incredible. He has a very nice little, ah, all the time. That's impressive. There's Eli Iskandar who does the imitations of Morgan Freeman. He he's amazing. There's uh, Milton. He's a lovely guy as well. I have a very deep voice, like, un- incredibly. So I sort of felt like, why can't I be all of those for the right brands, right? Because as you can see, like when it comes to like having an audio production house and what I'd like to call the best production house in Dubai, personally, uh, I'd like to sort of 
ensure that our clients have the options to have not just the things that they're used to, but to have one person in place that can do multiple things and create a tone just for them with Nature Valley and quite a lot of others. So they started rolling in and I started signing in with a bunch of brands instead of doing project basis. And uh, they saved money. I made more. Everybody was happy. And I developed it further. But my mother says that every time she's in Dubai, she gets a little bit too annoyed. And I cannot blame her. <laughs> <laughs> Hearing your voice everywhere. Um, um, you, you said you, were, you, you kind of dropped out of school. I mean, did, was this your calling? Did you know that you wanted to be in the entertainment business? You've just mentioned there that you're musical as well. Um, was it always the path for you? Yes, sir. Uh, since the early age of eight, uh, thanks to my sister Rina and uh, pretty much uh, my dad and my mom, my dad's a poet as well as a lovely man. Uh, basically, uh, due to the art in our family, we come from a very open minded family. So at the, around the age of 14, 15, I was no longer very effective at school, let's say. But I sort of ha I've, I've had a thing where I teach myself everything. For example, je parle français, je parle français très bien. So that's because I studied it for 16 years, right? So I didn't like, I taught myself English, I taught myself music, and by the age of 15, I got a unique opportunity to make a song with Milham Zain and uh, Viviana Mrad, and that spiraled out of control that led me to create a career uh, with a very lovely man called Sarkis, and obviously Jean-Marie Rieshi, one of the most respected composers in the Middle East, who has given me a unique opportunity to be able to compose music for people as unique as Nancy Ajram, Elisa Ifawahbi, and others. So when my family sort of saw me going down that road, but I'm also failing in school, they're like, eh, let him do his thing. And it went, it spiraled from there. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much a, a quick idea of how that came to be. But I'm a musician, first and foremost. Right. I, I think I've got a couple of clips of tunes that, uh, that you actually... Uh, Jingles and... Yes, yeah. sir. Let's have a listen to this one. Short but sweet. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. That's actually uh, for one of the biggest telecommunication companies in Saudi, actually the biggest one. And it is something that I want to talk about of how I actually started entering the Saudi market now. This this yeah. piece of music you just heard is being heard approximately by 12 million users on a weekly basis, which blows my mind. And I wanted to start with it to talk about how important it is to branch out and assist these brands, no matter how big they are or small they are, and the highest quality that a unique person with a unique vision can attend to, which I've worked endlessly to reach. But the ones after, I think you're going to recognize a few uh, of those. All right, let's have a listen to this. <laughs> Who hasn't heard that? You composed Thank it. You. Thank you, sir. <laughs> uh, tell me, tell me a little bit about uh, composition. I mean, it's it's so simple, isn't it? But you know, I, I guess takes a lot of time to get that perfect kind yes, of sir. ring. That's the thing. A lot of people try to talk about sonic branding. Anna, I'm going to make it my mission to educate a lot of people on sonic branding in the region and how I got to be to, to be able to do all of these from four humanity to switch tv by the salat and a lot of others that people are hearing every single day and associating the brand with the music it really takes a certain type of person who can put the brand ahead of their own personal mm. compositional skills yeah. to really understand what the brand requires rather than their opinion and obviously come with a certain amount of talent and a certain amount of experience but if you put me in a band i won't be able to play with other musicians because i don't know how to read chords yeah. i don't know how to follow scales but you leave me on my own with a piano and yeah. good sir, you're going to get an orchestra. 
100%. (laughs) Tell me about how you approach your voiceover. I mean, you know, once you get your script and, um, you know, what goes on in your head? Can you hear it yourself, the, the sound that you want? Absolutely. Uh, basically, a lot of the famous voices I've created in terms of crafting the tone has been just a learning curve, more or less, uh, throughout the entire thing. And I just started putting things down on a paper. And due to the so thanks to my business partner, Ahmad Ghanoum, the founder of Mindloop Studios, because of him and the experience that he gave me in terms of uh, recording thousands of voiceover, I just I just started picking it up while I'm doing things for different brands. And I just started thinking, you know what, if I put it in a unique manner on what works for me rather than what I'm seeing works for them, then I have something genuinely unique. So this is where I started off by crafting my own capabilities rather than just listening to what others had to say. So that's how I approach every single script in a unique manner with my own content. And because of this, I'm actually happy to say I've launched the UAE's only experience-based one-on-one custom-made program academy that is launching in July 2020. Two that will be teaching audio, video, photography, and voiceover, with me being one of the teachers in voiceover. Experience-based, how to enter the market and make money from your work. Wow. Professional stuff. I think Three I, years of experience in three months, sir. I think I need to come and have some lessons from you. I've got another couple of examples of uh, what is a very, very talented guy who's uh, joining us on the show once again, Ahmed Hafar. Uh, let's play this. HMS. Your smile begins here. Lovely stuff. Mixed in very, very nicely. So you put all of that together. Absolutely, sir. I've, I've, I have a very unique way of creating and crafting sonic branding and audio branding for a company. I create, I don't want to talk a little bit because a lot of people are hearing this, but all I can say is, is it's very unique and no one does it in the region. And I've just, I decided to innovate things rather than copy. I've been like that since I was a kid. And this is what I've also done with my voices. And allow me to give you a few that I can give you. Yeah, go ahead. Well, what I want to say, this is my normal speaking voice, obviously. But then when I say, you immediately sort of have that tone of, ah, that sort of of fits the vibe of Diwa, right? Which which I absolutely adore living, uh, like, sorry, working with. And at the same time, when you take that same vibe and take it all the way up to Nature Valley or... Dubai airports like that's the thing like you need to find what works for a brand and then fine-tune it like Mm. literally to put it there and what I also can tell you is ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Dubai opera now you see how it flows and it goes and it's in there same as Mall of the Emirates welcome to Mall of the Emirates and I just like to say shout out to Hint who's one of my favorite people and clients who allowed me to have such an experience for many, many years now. It's all about how we come together to support each other, all of the voiceovers, all of the unique talents, really speaking out on how we can create and accommodate. And for me personally, sir, it's all about ensuring that my company, Mindloop Studios, currently the best studio in Dubai and probably gonna remain like so, has went from not being able to really hone in a lot of work to really signing in with PlayStation and unique accounts in the Middle East. This is what I've worked very hard on. This is what I've crafted and for today and for tomorrow. And obviously the school is going to be helping Sorry, helping an infinite amount of people. Honestly, the energy needs to be there because nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. That's the truth. That's the way it is. 
And yes. I'll tell you what, you've blown our mind. We've got uh, our backup uh, crew who are absolutely enthralled uh, by your voice. If people want to follow you, and uh, I mean, I I definitely want to get on your social media. Where where do we need to head to? I just opened up an Instagram. It's called Ahmed Hafar Official. It's got around a thousand or a little bit less. And uh, I I wasn't a big fan of social media, to be honest with you. I was just very focused on doing my job, uh, running my companies and just, you know, running my team and taking care of my life. But right now, seeing the infinite amounts of messages, honestly, over like a few hundred people just saying the nicest things. And Mm. my video on Dubai Lad hitting uh, 1.5 million with 99.8 positive response blew my mind. Really, but what I do want to clarify to everybody, there are other people that do Emirates. Nasim Ramadan does Emirates. There are other people who do incredible work and incredible mm. voices. Please check them out, follow them. But always remember, in terms of diversity and in terms of tones, I'm your guy. <laughs> you are Thanks. our guy. Ahmed, you have blown our mind. It's been a real pleasure to chat with you uh, this morning. That's uh, Ahmed Hafar once again. Incredibly talented voiceover artist that we hear all around the city. Absolute pleasure to have him on my show. This is Dubai I 103.8. You're listening to Lunch with Lloyd. Yeah, welcome back to the show. We go to the lines and also joining us on Microsoft Teams is Nada. How are you today, Nada? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. What what would it be for you then? The last thing that you bought um, and that you get a lifetime supply, what what would you be stuck with? Oh, I would be stuck with uh, taco shells, <laughs> All right. which I'm not complaining about. I'm very happy being stuck with those. Yeah, I'm sure what you are. What the last thing you, you bought and would get stuck with? I, I would be stuck with a lifetime supply of T-shirts, which I'm very, very happy. Music T-shirts, band T-shirts, that would be my thing. And that, that would put a big smile on my face, let me tell you. We get to another Wednesday Wonder with Nada. I believe you're going to be taking us up to the capital today. I am. I'm going to take you up to the capital and to Dubai as well, uh, because we do have some exciting updates that have taken place just over the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so with Abu Dhabi, um, the two big updates that have taken place effective Sunday, uh, I believe it was the 19th of September, uh, COVID tests were no longer required to enter Abu Dhabi mm-hmm. from any of the other Emirates. Um, So say if you're a resident in Dubai, Sharjah, or even an out-of-town tourist who's staying in Dubai and who wants to visit and spend the day in Abu Dhabi, you no longer need to do the test to just enter. So that's a big, big change. It's a big change, isn't it? And um, a very welcome one as well, which really opens up the capital to, uh, you know, so many attractions that we can go along and visit there. Exactly. And one of the new other uh, big changes, and this also, of course, affects where people can go, is that all visitors are now required to show vaccination proof um, on the Al Hassan app to yeah. enter most spaces and attractions. So I've been just kind of going through all the websites for, for all the attractions that my visitors go to. And all of them have like a big notification sign that says visitors must have that green Al Hassan app status. Mm-hmm. So people need to download the Al Hassan, whether you're a tourist or a resident, um, and you need to register your certificate so that you're able to actually enter. Um, so it's it's an additional step, but it is thankfully now much more accessible to visit the capital. Excellent. And uh, of course, there's just so many attractions to go along and see. Um, what, what, what are some of them that you would recommend for us, um, Nada? 
Oh, plenty. So I'll actually, I'll focus on some of the newer ones because, you know, for so long, I think a lot of people have um, either not made the trip or maybe made fewer trips to Abu Dhabi. Um, so in Abu Dhabi, if anyone wants to change the scenery this weekend, um, the Duf Abu Dhabi is, of course, not a new attraction. Mm. It's been open for a few years um, since 2017. Uh, but what you might not know is that they actually have two things, both a permanent collection, which is like 300 or so artworks of their own. Uh, but they also have many other masterpieces that they borrow from uh, the Louvre Paris and other partner museums. So at least 50% are like on a rotating basis. Um, so right now they actually have new loans from their French partners um, and new art acquisitions. So we can actually see something entirely different if we go now, if you haven't been in a while. Um, and the other thing that's actually also really cool for children is that they have a small space that they've created, um, which is a children's museum. Um, you know, taking kids to yeah. any museum can be difficult if they've got maybe, you know, a shorter attention span or they might get bored quickly. Yeah. So they have like this three floor space that they've dedicated. And one of the really interesting exhibitions that they have there um, is... Um, something called emotions. So they show the, the kids pictures of different paintings and they ask them to kind of explain what emotion they think that artist is showing. Okay. So for example, if you were to look at the Mona Lisa, um, what do you think she's doing? What emotion? Uh, emotion for me would, would be um, uh, sadness on that one. I, I think her face is kind of sad. Um, I don't know if, if that's what the artist had in mind, but that's what it conveys to me. I'm sure it conveys something different to everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. And, you know, like you said, a lot of people might see her as sad. Um, others might see her as maybe happy or maybe has like a smirk on her face. Yeah. Um, others might see her just as just being indifferent. So it's it's a lot of different takes on the same painting. So it's, it's fun for kids because they get to see these famous artworks and discover secrets using games. They earn um, points and then eventually they get some sort of reward. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a nice fun activity for both adults and children alike. Um, another place in Abu Dhabi worth visiting for the adventure seekers is a place called Klein. Have you heard of that one? I have, and uh, I've walked past it. I've not actually been in there because uh, this is, um, uh, I think it was opened in November um, of, uh, of 2019. And uh, is it one of the, certainly the Emirates tallest, but perhaps one of the world's tallest climbs? Yeah, you're right. So, first of all, you're right. I would say it's probably not one for either of us, seeing as we both don't like heights. <laughs> all right. um, but, yes, we're talking about the world's biggest indoor uh, skydiving chamber. And um, they also have another, which is the region's tallest climbing wall. So, it's two things. Yeah. So, for the, the skydiving cha uh, chamber, instead of the four fans that you find usually in, in standard chambers, they have... 16. Can you imagine? Wow. That's four times that. And the space is both tall and wide. So you're just, I mean, you're all over the place. <laughs> um, and then uh, with regards to the climbing wall, uh, it's roughly about 42 meters in height. Um, that's 138 uh, feet. Okay. So whether you're a beginner or experienced climber, they have five walls that, you know, range in height and they're just available for you to choose from. So it's also it's a it's a great way to burn I guess also a few calories. Apparently you burn around the range of 500 to 900 per climb 
you know, on an hourly yeah. basis. Yeah, I, I have tried one of those walls, not not, not this particular one, but uh, one in Dubai. And uh, the, the, the moment for me, uh, the scariest moment was once I'd made it to the top um, and it wasn't that high, it was just that feeling of having to let go to come back down and, and let those ropes do their work. That was terrifying for me, yeah. just letting go at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're also, you're looking down and you know, you, you're looking to see like a good distance between you and the ground and you're thinking, how did I do this in the first place? Yeah. Why am I up here? And how am I going to get back down? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's, yeah. a, that's another attraction then uh, up in the capital is, is climb. What else mm-hmm. have, have you got for us? So now just coming back to Dubai, we actually have three uh, new and very exciting attractions that are opening up soon. Um, And I'll start with the one that's happening soonest, and that is the Expo, uh, which kicks off on October 1st and runs until March uh, 31st, 2022. Yeah. It's exciting, eh? Yeah, it's a six-month-long event, um, you know, quite a, a good duration for people to visit where different countries take part uh, with their own pavilions. Um, And just to kind of explain briefly, the theme behind it is connecting minds, creating the future. So the idea is they want countries and companies to collaborate uh, to develop solutions to the world's greatest challenges, right? Um, So the opening ceremony is going to actually take place on September 30th. um, And headlining it, they've just announced, is going to be Andrea Bocelli. Um, wow. There's also, what a voice. Yeah, that's a, an exciting one. Um, yeah. One of my favorite also performers. Um, there's also going to be different acts uh, and performances that are produced by directors, uh, the same people behind uh, Cirque du Soleil and even the Olympic ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll definitely be a show to remember. It certainly will. And uh, we're going to be playing the official song that has just been uh, released. It's an anthem. Uh, we're going to be playing that in this show today. So make sure you're listening out uh, for that. So, yeah, Dubai Expo, we cannot wait. We are counting the days. Uh, time to squeeze in just one more, um, Wanda. What, what have you got for us? Well, the other thing that's also um, opening up soon is uh, Madame Tussauds. The Wax Museum. Um, so that is probably the only place in the world where you can, um, I think, take a picture with the Queen, um, yeah. maybe have Audrey Hepburn as well, and race with Lewis Hamilton all in <laughs> one room. <laughs> so that's actually kicking off. Um, uh, they're opening in uh, Blue Waters Island. And uh, what's interesting is that they've actually also included a lot of regional stars uh, and artists. So. Yeah. Uh, they're probably better known in this side of the world. So it'll be a different take compared to the other Madame Tussauds all over the world. Um, But that's opening up uh, from October 14th for the general public. Um, But if you'd like a sneak peek, they do have tickets to an exclusive preview on October 8th and 9th. Awesome. So some uh, absolutely amazing stuff um, to look forward to. And of course, uh, we've got Ain Dubai opening as well, the uh, the world's largest uh, wheel. Yeah, that's also going to be opening uh, October 21st, which we're all very excited to to see finally moving. <laughs> yeah, it's great, <laughs> so, isn't it? So 250 meters in the sky. Definitely exciting times uh, for Dubai and for uh, Abu Dhabi as well. Uh, always a pleasure to chat with you on a Wednesday, Nada. And uh, if people want to follow you and uh, maybe uh, come on some of your uh, walks and uh, in very informative walks, I must say, where do they need to head to, Nada? 
wanderwithnada.com or at wanderwithnada on social media. Brilliant, Nada. Great to chat with you. We'll uh, catch up again next week. Listening to Lunch with Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Weekend, of course, uh, not too far away now, is it? Now, if you are parents of toddlers, uh, then don't go anywhere. As Kareem joins us from Kids App, and Kareem, good afternoon. I believe we're uh, looking at things to do with those toddlers this week. We are, and you know what, Mark? I think I got a bit carried away today because I've got a ton of stuff to talk about. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through it quickly, but your listeners should not mind at all because if they miss anything, they just need to download Kids App. That's K-I-D-Z-A-P-P, and they'll find all the information there. Okay, then. So toddlers, uh, what are we going to do with them this weekend? I think we're going to start with Woohoo. Yes. So over there, they have a ton of stuff happening with toddlers. So first of all, during the week and on the weekend, during the week, they've got something amazing. It almost makes me wish I had toddlers (laughs) still, but now they're older. It's one free coffee for each parent and two hours of play, and it's only going for 187 dirhams on our app instead of 220 normally. So basically, you can sit and work in the cafe for two hours, and if that's not enough for you, you can actually book the sensory play one, which includes two hours while you're working in the cafe, and then another hour workshop for the kids, three hours keeping them busy, and that's also on Thursdays and Fridays. And finally, during the week, we also have a sensory story time which is really interesting, actually. It's where the toddlers will be, uh, you know, read a story and they sort of create a piece of art at the same time based on the story. Again, three hours. All of these have somewhere between 10 and 15% off if you book through Kids App. Okay, cool. Um, We're going to get through these pretty quick. Dig It, um, an all-time favorite. What's going on over there for the toddlers? So Dig It, you know, during summer they did some renovation. Now they're fully open. They've got a ton of stuff. It's great for toddlers. There's like the climber board, real life digger. They can operate remote control cars. And they're doing a lot of workshops this month. Also, there's a creative play space. There's yummy food, really great food they have there at the cafe. And soft play and climbing. So you get 25% off when you book through Kids App. That's on all uh, September and onwards. Now I'll jump straight into Kids HQ. Uh, we've got about 10 items. Yeah? So Kids HQ is over in Al-Kuz. This is a favorite. I think everybody knows that they've been around for a while. And I think what makes, partly what makes it so great is they've got a very attentive owner that's always there to make sure the customers are happy. They've got a great play space. Again, Kids HQ in Al-Kuz. We've got it going two hours for 60 dirhams or two hours for two children for 80 dirhams. Great price. And they've also started drop-offs where kids between three years and six years can be left there and they will basically take care of them for you. Um, okay, uh, Kids HQ then, uh, as you said, always uh, super popular. Now, Zumbini classes with Mumbini. <laughs> What's this so all about? Mumbini, yeah, so they're also doing it at Kids HQ. They're basically running these classes um, by Mumbini. So they're basically, you know, everybody knows Zumbini, which is kind of a kid's Zumba. Yeah. And then uh, Mumbini is taking it a step further where it's really kind of a sensory music dance type thing. Their offer now we have there is 60 dirhams instead of 120. It looks a lot of fun, a great way to connect with your toddlers. I recommend you watch the video on Kids App because it will, it will really excite you about that. It's a really fun place. Now, the next one, sorry, Mark. Yeah, go uh, ahead, go I'm ahead. Going too fast. <laughs> go ahead. Fia Fia. Fia Fia is a really nice, modern, new, it's one of the newest play areas in uh, Dubai. They have over in Wassel Road in Jamaica, and they have over there AFC. They have a great cafe. A very modern play area, newly, specially built for K-12 
kids learning benefits. So it's all soft play and climbing, but also very spacious, a great cafe with great food. They're going, you know, they're offering 55 dirhams for the first hour and 30 dirhams for the second. Okay, um, just uh, just time to squeeze in a couple more. What have you got for us, Karim? All right, so I will start with Ready, Set, Go. That's a huge animal-themed indoor play area. Uh, that's over in Elkuz. They've got also role-play rooms, climbing area, climbing space, trampolines. They do, you know, it's almost similar where they have firemen, policemen, headdress. You can dress up and act that way. And they're launching baby sensory classes. That's over in Elkuz. More details on the app. Um, there's La La Land over in City Walk for toddlers. I tried to find somewhere everywhere. Uh, it's a great play space. It's quite small, but the owners also, they're very attentive. A lot of different activities from arts and crafts, soft play, play areas. And then if you're over in downtown and you want to do some shopping in Dubai Mall, check out Kids Zone. They also do uh, play groups and you can book them in that play date. And they also have a drop-off, which is great if you want to shop in Dubai Mall. It's over in Su'ul Bahar. Awesome. So just loads of things for the toddlers to do this weekend. My goodness. Karim, uh, you played a blinder there. That's it. Once again, Karim from Kids Up with uh, a few suggestions of stuff that you might want to do with your toddlers over the weekend. This is Lunch with Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Next up, we are going to talk theatre and Theme 8 Theatre Festival. We've got joining us um, on the show, the co-organiser of this festival, Rachel. Rachel, how are you? I am well. Thank you for having us. It's a real pleasure. And we've also got Lauren on as well, who's uh, participating in this festival. Good afternoon, Lauren. Good afternoon. Great to have you both with us. So um, let's get started. Um, Rachel, tell me a little bit about this festival and, uh, you know, where where it's come from and what it's going to bring to the theatre scene here in Dubai. I am so excited to talk about this festival. Um, Pretty much my favourite topic right now. So (laughs) Theme H is a theme-based festival. What we did is back in January, we put out a theme uh, for the year, and we invited people to register and develop ideas. Um, And the theme this year is Black and White, which was really exciting to us because whenever you get a bunch of creative people in a community and you put an idea out, you just cannot wait to see what kind of different answers you get back. And we were not even slightly disappointed. It was amazing, the broad variety of ideas that came to us. Um, and so then we had, we had decided that we would try and this would really be a, a curated festival as well as a developmental festival for everyone that participated. So we had ideas, we had pitch meetings, we had a writer's workshop way back when, before even the pitch meeting, so people could get, you know, sort of a professional's guidance in developing scripts and how you work with uh, writing in theater. And um, then we had our pitch meetings and we selected numerous plays from the ones brought to us. Now eight is our lucky number, hence the, the name. And so we decided that we would have the plays, you know, range in time, starting with eight minutes to 12. That's more of a guideline. We're really kind of in that just so we can fit as many people to who get the opportunity to participate into the show. And we have two shows of eight plays each from which we have judges who will be selecting finalists. And then that will go on to a finalist show. Um, 
another huge goal of ours was to, and I know this is one of Lauren's favorite topics, so you can ask her about this, is to encourage collaboration. So we have introduced a collaboratory score into the system, and we will, you know, be really, we wanted people to work with new people. People get comfortable in their own zone. They like to work with the same people every time, and we wanted to shake that up and get people to reach out. Dubai has such, I mean, the UAE in general has such a massive breadth of communities from all over the world. We have so much here, and we really wanted to encourage people to cross those boundaries, work with each other, and bring each other to the table in new projects and see what happens. So, All right. Let, let's uh, ask uh, that uh, to Lauren. I mean, you're the founder of uh, Collaboratory. So just tell me about these collaborations that have come together for Theme 8 Theatre Festival. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favourite topics to speak about. Um, for sure, the idea of collaboration is obviously one that is highly engaged within my own company's perspective, but it's been absolutely phenomenal for a festival such as Theme 8 to essentially ask us all to find a a way to work together. And I think that's something that collaboration at large is used as a buzzword in many spaces. And I think to actually collaborate is very difficult. So for myself, the cast that I have comprises of 16 to 18 year olds. So for us, the entire premise was around how do we actually take the strengths and also the weaknesses by acknowledging them and work together to create something that is better than what we could have created on our own. And I think that's a very powerful thing, particularly in the UAE right now um, with Expo coming up. There is a, a, a very large creative energy that is just within the community at the moment. And um, it's just it's phenomenal. I've absolutely enjoyed every step of the festival. So, yeah. Uh, it sounds like you're uh, very, very excited uh, about this. Um, so what, what kind of topics? Just give us an idea, um, Rachel, as to, uh, you know, some of the topics that have been written about and, and will be performed. So I think one of the hardest things as one of the festival directors and organizers for me, and I didn't anticipate this, I should have, was the ideas that I don't get to see on stage because something fell through, something happened, you know, that. Yeah. But we have been brought so many ideas. Of course, there's, you know, some chess themes have come through. Um, We have musical-based pieces because someone heard black and white and thought, huh, Mm. piano keys. Um, We have morality is definitely in there. We've had ideas come to us about... Oh, I mean, it's just the, the sheer breadth has come, you know, a lot about the nature of humanity, whether people can be good or bad, or maybe you perceive them one way and they turn out to be another way. Um, so it goes everywhere from dramas to comedies. I think death and life are in there. Um, it's, mm. it's been just, it's really brilliant how much, I mean, and there's even been ones just based in clothing. There's some weddings, there's, uh, one that just talks about the clothing we wear and how that presents us and how we make assumptions based on what people wear. And when you think of, especially living here, you see people in white candoras and black suits. What assumptions do we make about each other based on just that simple, you know, visual cue we're given as people? So it's just 
been absolutely remarkable to see how many perspectives came to such a simple concept as black and white. Yeah. Uh, Lauren, I mean, you've written a piece for, for this without giving it all away. Just give me some idea about what's, what you chose for your content. Sure. So actually, uh, Mark, I have not written it myself. I have workshopped it using a, uh, a premise from South Africa, my home country, yeah. which is workshop theatre. And essentially what that involves is everyone getting together and collaborating to create the script from scratch. So our piece is indeed a chess-inspired piece. I absolutely love it. It's essentially the story of chess pieces who come to life and play their way across a giant chessboard, which is the stage. And they're all on a journey towards um, self-actualization. So we utilize Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which was very impressive for 16 to 18-year-olds to acknowledge. Yeah. And the idea of self-actualization. So for us, it's around identity politics. We felt very strongly, particularly how... COVID has essentially decimated a lot of theatrical spaces around the world. And a lot of it has to do with our identities. Who are we as artists and creatives? So for us, it's about reclaiming ownership. So we kind of had this idea of a chessboard with a king who is an oppressive sort of um, space. And he is someone that doesn't really allow all of the other characters to have their own identities. And as a result, it becomes a fight or a battle against not only themselves, but also their king. So we kind of see that play out on stage. I like the sound of that one. So yeah. uh, the big question. Oh, uh, I'm so excited uh, for her. <laughs> Rachel, uh, where can we see these uh, plays being performed and when? So the festival is being hosted at the theater at the Mall of the Emirates. And um, there is a small Black Rocks performance for some of the plays that are hoping to gain entry into our main stage on September 30th in the evening. And then on Friday, um, on October 1st, sorry, <laughs> let's just go with actual dates, there are two shows, or there's one show happening on September 1st, I believe, at the theater. And then um, again on, sorry, on, oh, get my months right, October, so September 30th, October 1st, October 2nd. There right. you have it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so three days of performances then uh, happening. Uh, and the venue, yes. you said, is, is at the Mall of the Emirates, right? Yes, the theatre at the Mall of the Emirates. So if, it's a beautiful theatre. I'm so excited to be in that space. <laughs> if we want to find out more details and more information about Theme 8 Theatre Festival, where do we need to head to, um, uh, Rachel? So you can either go to our social media pages and various things under Orb Events, or you can go to orbeventsuae.com, um, which is our website. If you want tickets, you can go through Virgin Megastore Ticketing. Um, so that is our ticketing venue for this production and or for this festival. And we are extremely excited to be able to put this out there. Fant- <laughs> that's all we've got time for uh fantastic you, you've you've exceeded your eight minutes <laughs> okay so yeah. once again that's the <laughs> theme eight theater festival happening right here in dubai uh don't miss it it sounds like a super super uh, event and uh, really bringing something a little bit different to the theater scene here in dubai